Welcome to episode 83 of the Thunder Underground podcast. My name is Trent, and as usual, I'm joined by Jason. Hello. Hello. We are here, episode 83, and we've got Elias Soriano of Nonpoint. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Yeah, that's a good thing. I like being able to say that. Got yes. someone from Nonpoint. You know, it's been a while since we've had, I think, that style of band on here, so it's good to get this back. Some heavy, heavy rock. Yeah, uh, getting back to the heavy stuff, you know, we had a... You know, we 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 span the we span the spectrum. So, you know, we're just uh, doing what we do. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna, of course, bring you that interview here in a bit, and talk about another concert from last night, as well as a few other things. Yeah. yeah. And before we get into that, we're gonna play some music for you. Generally, we play a song from a band, and like, you know, hey, this is so and so with their track, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is a little different this time. This is a guy from a band who has been on this podcast, Fist of Rage, has been a guest on this podcast, so go check that out. It's quite quite the hilarious one, I, yes. should, I could say. Yeah, we, and we, we just happen to fucking love these guys. Yeah, and Andy Chapman is the singer of the band, and recently he uploaded a YouTube video of him doing a cover of a well-known song. <laughs> Which would be the Star Spangled Banner, yes. a song that pretty much everyone on Earth knows, no matter what kind of music you listen to. Yeah. And so this is a live recording where it's just a one-shot deal. You know, he said he was cool with us playing it, and we loved it enough that we want to play it. That's right. And it's fitting, you know, the Olympics, all that kind of stuff. Right. An election year. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Try it. Let's get into this right now. Check this out. Oh, 
All right, Andy Chapman from Fist of Rage doing his take on the Star Spangled Banner. What'd you think? Well, <laughs> first off, what I love is that this was a complete take, you know, his own take on this. Yes. You know, musically, emotionally, everything about it. One thing I told him when he sent me a link and said, hey, check this out. Yeah. Was first thing that jumped out of me is you usually don't hear people with his style of voice, a deep voice like that, singing that song, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. I mean, there has been on occasion, but it's not that common. Yeah. So that's the first thing that's striking about it. The second thing is that if you just take away what the lyrics are, it just sounds like an emotional love song almost, you know, <laughs> just like that yeah. deep, you know, you're pouring out your emotions with the guitar in your hand and just going for it. And that's what, you know, completely made it his own, but it still held true to what the spirit of that song is because yeah. it's full of emotion. Definitely. You know, so I can't, you can't ask for more than that whenever you hear something like that from a musician. Yeah. I mean, uh, just the power and the soul, you know, yeah. that, that's the, the, the first two words that came to my mind when I heard it, uh, when I watched it. Um, you know, I think that, uh, some of the, some of the sports teams around here need to, you know, take note of this, have this guy out, yeah, kick off the games. Good point. You know, you got drillers, uh, hockey, soccer, you know, uh, and this would be perfect. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is just uh, a, a great take on it and a real treat. Yeah, and you can find that on his YouTube. He's got a channel just under his name, Andy Chapman. Look it up. Follow him. Hopefully he'll be uploading some more stuff in the future. Of course. And speaking of Fist of Rage, they're playing this Friday night in Bartlesville. That's right. Which will be, if you're hearing this on Wednesday, it's two days from now on yeah. Friday. Friday would be the 19th. There you go. August 19th, Bartlesville. Check out Fist of Rage. Get fisted. We've talked about them a few times. <laughs> we love them. Go back and check out that episode of the podcast. That's right. And like you mentioned earlier, in Spirit of the Olympics, my favorite Olympian of all time, Michelle Jenicky. Yes. Lost her heat today. Didn't even doesn't even get to advance. Damn when, it. Fourteen seconds. She was in the. I was wanting to see that because you've been talking about her. <laughs> I followed her on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, she's hotter than firecracker. So. But the know. story I read said, unlike most Olympians that only lasted fourteen seconds at Olympics, she'll be all right. Uh, yeah, probably. She already got an endorsement deal from Coke and Puma. Yeah, so, I mean, so, so uh, yeah, she'll be okay. She'll be okay. And, and, and you know, while we're talking on that subject, did you see where, uh, I can't remember what country, but it was two of the synchronized swimmers used, I think it was Camelot for their music. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, I saw it. I think it was, someone, I could be wrong. I think it was Kevin Graham said that Japan's synchronized swimming was using a power metal song, but I never saw who Maybe it was. that's it. Maybe that's it. That's so it pretty Camelot? cool. That's that's the, the the small headline I heard. I should I should when this is over, I want to go research it and kind of know more about it. But yeah, that's, that, cool. that's yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. Nice. But uh, but you know, getting back to local shows, uh, this Saturday, August twentieth, at Billy and Renee's, which is at Thirty First and Sheridan, right. you've got Oklahoma Braves, Steve Ray, our buddy. Yes, we need to get you back on, Steve. You know. Yes. Uh, anyways, Oklahoma Braves, Let Slip the Dogs, and Unicorn Snot are playing at Billionaires, so get out there. Yeah. Uh, we will be making the pilgrimage to Dallas for Dime Bash. But if we were here, we would be going to that show. And if you're here, fucking go. Yeah, you won't regret that, I promise. Yeah, definitely. And tomorrow night, Thursday night, August 18th at the Vanguard, 
the new version of Blackfoot will be out there with our buddies Scattered Hamlet opening up for him. (laughs) And that's Scattered Hamlet is enough for anyone to go to a show because these guys are just a whole new experience live if you haven't seen them. And then plus that, they're opening up for a legendary band. And it's like a revamped version of Blackfoot, you know, that's approved by Ricky Medlock. Yeah, it's got got Ricky Medlock's stamp. Is he going to be there? I don't know. I know he's at some of the shows. He's at some of them I've seen. I would assume if he, I, I would assume they would advertise the ones he's at. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they probably would. And then Friday night, August nineteenth, we already said Fist of Rage is playing in Barnesville, but we've also, if you're in Oklahoma City area, Screaming Red Mutiny and Archon. Yeah. And if you've listened to us, you know what we think about both those bands. Yeah, we're, we're like huge. We love those guys. And speaking of Screaming Red Mutiny. They just announced that Mike Starkey has left the group. Yeah. It's on good terms. You know, he posted about it. All the band members wished him well. We're sad to see that happen because we love Mike Starkey. He's a great dude. Yeah. But I assume whoever they got, whoever they're getting to replace him is, you know, fitting because I wouldn't think that Sprout or John or Tony would be in a band with someone who wasn't. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, uh, these things happen and uh, it's just good that they're on good terms. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm sure we'll see Mike up on stage around here in Tulsa soon enough. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Well, Monday night at the Brady Theater, Volbeat and Kill Switch Engage. How was it? You know the answer to that. Uh, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, unfortunately, did not weren't able to make it, but I made it out there. And there's you know that both these bands are built for the live stage. Yeah. And I will say that Killswitch Engage has always been one of those bands that I've loved, but I've never, I come and go with them. Mm-hmm. Like I listen to them like pretty heavy and then I won't listen to them for several months. You yeah. know, it's just kind of like here and there. Then they've never been my go-to, but I've always loved them. But every time I see them live, it just reaffirms like how great they are. And like, why am yeah. I not listening to these guys every other day? Yeah, exactly. You know, Jesse Leach is just, We've talked about this, you know, when we saw him at Rocklahoma a couple years ago, and like he's, he just commands the stage, and he's got a power in his vocals that is rivals anyone in metal. Yeah, you know, I mean, even all the greats, anyone you can think of, you know. And I've talked, we've talked about it. And I'm, I was a bigger fan of Howard Jones, you yeah. know, and I might still be technically, but mm-hmm. when you see Jesse Leach live, you don't even think about Howard Jones. Yeah, you know, for that hour and. He, you know, well, that, that's the way to do it yeah. right there. No disrespect, but I mean, you know, you, you know, a game, you know, right. And that's the other thing to point out is this, you know, you know, Jesse Leach, the original singer of Killswitch, then he's gone for a long period of time and he comes back and there's been a lot of situations like that in bands and they play nothing but the new stuff and the original stuff, mm-hmm. but Killswitch Engage, it's full immersive where half the set is the Howard Jones songs because yeah. they had several songs that kind of put them on the map during that period with yeah definitely you know Rosa Sharon and the Holy Diver cover I'm sure I'm drawing a blank on stuff that was well known in the metal world yeah and, and heartache that kind right. of stuff and they they played all that stuff yeah. and he sounds phenomenal doing it yeah well I mean that's just a that just shows his his uh, his his flexibility his versatility and his willing to work uh, you know I. I I love that guy. I mean, yeah. I I saw them finally with with excuse me with Jesse at Rocklahoma. I've seen him with Howard a bunch, yeah, and that was amazing. But it was phenomenal at Rocklahoma, even if it was 
you know, a 35 minute set or whatever. Right. Cause like you said, he's just got that command and it just, I don't know, the stars lined up, but that year they were my favorite band at that whole festival. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was just, it was something special to watch. Uh, there was such a vibe and such a, uh, uh, such a presence. And, you know, I just really like, I like Jesse Leach. I mean, if you go back and listen to, you know, his interviews and he's been on podcasts and his Instagram and, you know, all of his writings and stuff. I mean, he's a, he's a great dude who's just all about peace and all about doing the right thing. And, you know, uh, just, um, all about, you know, being true and that kind of, you know, I look up to that, you know, I think he, there's one time one of his quotes was, you know, uh, you know, be true, be honest, make all your yeses a yes and your no's a no. And that kind of, you know, I love that. I always think about that. So, yeah, you know, I still sometimes can't do that, but I'm trying <laughs> harder every day. Right. And it's because, you know, that kind of, you know, inspiration that he puts out. So, I mean, I, I can just, you know, it sucks I wasn't there, but I can just imagine it was phenomenal. Yeah. Because that's, you know... You've been to the Brady Theater countless times in your mm -hmm. life. Mm. It's such a great space to hear music. Oh, and definitely. Both those bands already sound powerful enough on their own. Yeah. And then you put them in that space, and it's just Kill Switch is, you know, they're a, they're a heavy band, they're a heavy metal band, they're a new wave of American heavy metal. Mm -hmm. But to me, they've always come off even heavier live. Yeah. But not to a point where it was a, didn't sound different. It's just like, for instance. Uh, not the newest album, but the one before, the first one with Jesse back. I forgot yeah. the name. Uh, Disarm the Descent, yeah. right? Yeah, In Due Time was kind of the radio hit from that. And that was one of my least favorite songs in the album because it was just real radio-friendly sounding, and I mm. don't have a problem with that yeah. with a lot of bands. But when it's a band like Killswitch, I feel like they probably just did it. Yeah, They might not have, but I'm just saying it just sounded like it was meant to be on the radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when they play it live... That chorus and everything just sounds heavier, and it doesn't have that feel yeah. when you see it live. So, but they got the cool thing is, sure they're opening technically for Volbeat, but they played an hour. Yeah, I mean, I I'd, I've been looking up all those set lists, you know, for that, and they they played quite a while. I knew yeah. so. I mean, you got more bang for your buck. Yeah, definitely. And I don't know if they're playing an hour every night, but the band Black Wizard. It was the third band on the tour, and they were not there. Okay. Like, they, it was announced during the day that it just said for unforeseen circumstances they couldn't be there. So instead of starting at 7 with them, it was starting at 7.30 with Kill Switch. So okay. it started even earlier for them. Oh, wow. And they played from 7.30 to 8.30, basically. Yeah. And then Volbeat went on at 9.15, 10.45, so you got an hour and a half out of them. Yeah. And they're another band you've seen live. You know how great they are. Yeah. And, and and they're a band where just every song is a hit, every song you know. Yeah. You know, I mean, for me. Well, yeah, even if it's not on the radio, <laughs> it's like they're one of those bands you can't, if you like Volbeat, you're going to like everything because every album, they've, nev they've never had filler. That's yeah, the thing. They're, exactly. They're great about that. You know, it's six albums now. And I, I said the last one, the Outlaw, Ladies and Shady Gentlemen, or whatever. I said that backwards, right? Regardless. That's the only one that like I don't listen to on a regular mm -hmm. basis. The other five to me are phenomenal. Yeah, and that one's great too. And they played Lola Montez and Doc Holliday from that. They yeah. sounded great, and you know it's just it was just cool to see because you know this is one of those bands that you and I both have seen grow from 
nothing in America. You yeah, know, exactly. You know, they were yeah. <laughs> they they were big over in Denmark and in Europe, you know, for a long time before yeah. they were here. And you know, we caught on lucky enough to catch on pretty early. You know, yeah. I mean, I know you said, "Hey, this band's up from Metallica. Check them out." And I heard them on Sirius, like probably six or seven years ago, with and they played Human in- Instrument. Yeah. And I still remember. I know I've told you that story before. Like I'm just driving down the road, and they're like, "This band out of Denmark called Volbeat. And this is the Human Instrument." Yeah. And I was just like floored. I pulled over <laughs> so much to the point that I pulled over so I could pay attention to what I was listening to in a parking lot. And then when it finished, I replayed it three times. Yeah. Because it was back when I had the the serious uh, handheld thing that you could rewind. Rewind, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it was just it's crazy seeing a band that you didn't really. I mean, because it's not like I didn't have faith in this band. Oh yeah. But I just didn't, didn't think have faith that, in America. I didn't have faith exactly. I <laughs> American mean, that, audience. That maybe. sounds that sounds terrible, but it's the fucking truth. And I'm like, you know, wow, these guys fucking rule. Too bad n- not enough people are ever going to fucking know. And I was really surprised because they don't sound like fucking anybody. Okay, one. Two, they don't sound like anybody in America. And for them to be so embraced by radio and, and just by everybody is, it's just amazing. And they never, this, it, it was never like a thing where, where, you know, we were used to be heavy and we changed our sound to get on radio in America or nothing. They've always had that heavy metal crossed with, like, you know, Johnny Cash and Social Distortion vibe. And, uh, you know, I don't really think anybody does that. And when you say it out loud, it sounds fucking stupid. <laughs> right. But when you hear them, it makes perfect sense and they do it fucking brilliantly. And... um you know, they're kind of one of those bands that, you know, they don't really sound like anybody else. And, God, if if you give them anything at the end of the day, give them that. Yeah. You know, so for them to be so embraced by America is amazing. Yeah. And uh, the other thing is these guys, they, they've they always done this, but they come out the gate swinging. Yeah. Like, first song was The Devil's Bleeding Crown from the new album. And then right after that was Heaven Nor Hell. A Warrior's Call, which yeah. is arguably the biggest hit. Yeah. And then I Only Want to Be With You, Sad Man's Tongue, and Lola Montez. That was in the first six songs. Yeah. And I mean, that's like, most other bands would be scared to do that. Yeah. But it didn't matter because, I mean, the the Brady, you know, it wasn't completely full. There was, the balcony was open and it was probably two-thirds full. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was pretty full. Yeah. And but that whole place, it was as loud as it is when it's full. Yeah. People were going nuts. People were singing along to every song. You know, it was cool to see because I thought, you know, it'd be one of those things where we see them singing along to the radio songs. But there were people all around knew the word to every single song. That's great. You know, Hallelujah Goat and everything that you know, <laughs> came out, yeah. you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. And, you know, so that's just, that was, you know, refreshing to see. Yeah. You know, and they... They played, you know, there's tons of songs, you know, being geeks that we are that I wish they had played. But they played Black Rose from the new album, the Danko Jones song. Yeah. And that sounded awesome. That's awesome. They played uh, The Mirror and the Ripper, which is badass. Okay. Dead But Rising towards the end. And, you know, some of the heavy stuff like that and Hallelujah Goat. Yeah. And then, you know, just all the standard stuff they always play. Yeah. But he, you know, he interacted a lot. And at one point he was messing with his ear monitor. And he like pulls it out and he's messing with it. He's like, "Hey, can you guys uh, give me a little bit of response right now? Because I've had this thing in the whole show." And 
so I haven't been able to fully hear your voices, you know, and everybody's screaming. And he's like, you know, sorry, let me fix this. I've got to mess with this because if I don't, you know, you, if you don't do things like this, you get fired from ACDC. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, and I don't want to get fired from Bullbeat. That's so. great. <laughs> oh. And then he came back to it and said something about, you know, hey, Axel's doing good. You know, I like Axel. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, hey, you know, hey, uh, he... he he spoke on it there, didn't yeah. he? He really did. Yep. That's great. And at one point, there was a guy in the front row that I guess had on, you know, the battle vest. Okay. And he pointed at it and said, hey, that's a cool vest. He's like, here, give me that. Why don't you let me wear that? I'll let you wear mine for a song. Really? And he took it up there and he gave him the, threw the vest in the crowd and put the guy's vest on. And he's like, you know, looking at it, he's like, what do we got here? And he's like, anthrax? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, <laughs> the drummer started playing the drum beat to something. I don't. I couldn't tell what it was. Yeah. And then, you know, he started playing the riff, and it still didn't sound like. And you know, maybe I was just laughing. I didn't really notice what Anthrax song it was. He's yeah. like, "See that? Our drummer knows it, but Rob doesn't even remember it." Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's good crowd interaction. That's good stuff. I like to hear. Yeah. But yeah, overall. They're just, you don't ever go to Volbeat or Killswitch Engage show and worry that you're going to be disappointed yeah. or that it's not going to be phenomenal. You're not going to have a good time. Yeah. You're going to have a good time. Yeah, then they're, they're both, both those bands are the type of band that even if you're not familiar with them, you're going to have a good time. Yeah. Because they just put on great live shows and going back to Killswitch, we know Adam D, you know, is crazy all over the place. And Was he wearing like his Daisy Dukes and all of his stupid shit and his <laughs> hat on weird and all that? No, he had on a hat. wasn't weird one this time, and then he had on real. He had on short shorts, yeah. Yeah. And you know his knee pads and stuff. And oh Lord, was calling out. So I guess they had to call out. One point, he got handed a piece of paper on stage, or Jesse did, and said that I need to announce that if you drive a white Toyota 4Runner with a license plate, whatever, you need to move it because it's behind our trailer. Yeah. <laughs> and then. Adam D steps up to the mic and goes, that's license plate D-I-C-K-B-A-G. Move your fucking car. <laughs> Dick bag. Yep. <laughs> on that note. Right. On that note, Jason's here. Thanks. Okay, thanks. I appreciate that. You know what? I probably <laughs> deserve that. Nah. You know, after, you know, I giving you shit on the podcast, so it's okay. <laughs> right. It's all right. Well... The night before this show at the Brady as well was Nonpoint opening for In This Moment. Yeah. Nonpoint's one of these bands that have been around for a long time. They've had success. They've never made it to the huge level where I think they probably deserve to be. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, they've been a mainstay. And, you know, I like the fact that we kind of, you know, you allude to this in the podcast, like they're still here. And they came out during that period where a lot of the bands didn't make it through and aren't still here. Mm -hmm. They came out around the turn of the century. Yeah. And they're such a, such a great live band because they're so energetic, you know, especially Elias and Rob, you know, they've been there the whole time and these, the new guys they got with them, you know, really elevated the sound, I think even a little bit heavier on the yeah. new album. And it's just, just great stuff. And I mean, I know we both, I, I dug the poison red. I know you dug it. Yeah. That's a great record. Yeah, it really is. There's all kinds of great stuff on there, like Radio Chorus and Chasing White Rabbits yeah. and the Single Generation Idiot and El Diablo. You know, it's just, I mean, it's a, just a solid hard rock album. Yeah. yeah and, I mean, uh, you know, they, they they put in the work 
And I think that, you know, that's what's kept them around. And, uh, you know, they've got, they've got a great following. They've got a cult following. You, you always hear people. It's like, you know, they're, they're not a household name, but then again, everybody you talk to is like, Oh, I fucking love nonpoint. Yeah. So it's just one of those kind of buzz things. And it's, uh, you know, it's really worked out well for them. And they're one of those bands that people think, I, I think people forget how many songs they know from yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. Like if you go see them live, especially opening for this where they're only getting to play like seven or eight songs, you're surprised that you know a good majority of them. Yeah, know? yep. Even if you haven't kept in touch with them. Yeah, I mean, they, they keep getting great opportunities. They get good tours. You know, they, they've been with Disturbed. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, you, you know, uh, the hard work is paying off. Yeah, and they just announced this week that they're doing a co-headline tour with Escape the Fate. Yeah. Who's another band like that, you know, that's got that cult following and have made their way. And I know that that's, I don't know if it's coming around here. I know it's coming to Texas, but mm-hmm. yeah. that's got, you know, just like you said, they, you never, there's never a, a moment where they're not out there opening for someone or doing their own thing Yeah, because they are given these opportunities because they're so good live, I think. Yeah. And, and this is a great interview. Elias was a super nice guy. He's real passionate about his work and about uh, you know what what they what they've got going on. And you'll hear all that. And uh, we we're really fortunate to have him on. Yeah, yeah. And you hear, you know, when he starts talking about other music, you know, you hear how passionate he is about just other music, which yeah. is always great to hear. I mean, you know that most most people in this business are, but it's always cool when you hear it come through because that's the kind of stuff that you don't always get to hear you, exactly. know, you always just hear about you know what do you think about your new album and yeah <laughs> where'd your name come from or whatever you know so it's kind of cool that he started talking about you know the stuff that he grew up on in the 80s and that kind of thing yeah well do we want to say anything else before we get into this well, let's just get into it all right here you go elias soriano lead vocalist non-point First time you guys have done that? Bike week. Uh, no, we played Surge before. Okay. Uh, not bike week, but it was either the week before or the week after, so there were stragglers. Gotcha. You know, the hardcores. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that, I mean, good crowd reaction and everything? Cause that's oh, that was great. Seems like a long time ago it used to be more tailored towards the older crowd. Yeah, uh, the, 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 um, yeah, I guess my, my dad used to take the, uh, the uh, pilgr- pilgrimage to, to Sturgis every year from Fort Lauderdale. He'd drive yeah. his bike all the way from Lauderdale to, to wow. Sturgis. So it was, uh, it, you know, he, he dug our music, so I don't, I don't see why, why anybody else would. Right? <laughs> nice, nice. Well, uh, the Poison Red has been out for a bit. I mean, how's, uh, how's the reception? How's it going? It's good. Uh, reception's good, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, old fans like it, new fans like it, so yeah. can't really ask for, for yeah. much more. Yeah, it'll work. Um, you know, we both kind of thought the the album art's really striking. It's simple, but it's just, it's sharp, uh, you know, the, with the red and the theme and all that. Talk mm-hmm. about that a little bit and how that came up. Uh, it, it was an idea we were all throwing around, you yeah. know, uh, the color red is something that we've always used in our production, and, uh, you know, we've always worn, you know, black and red. It's, it's uh, 
it's just uh, it's it's a very alarming uh, uh, attention drawing color, and um, you know, so is the word poison. So it's 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 really uh, you know an attest to you know setting off the alarm on something that's really dangerous that's going on, and it's it's uh, you know just the uh, life in general is getting really tough. And you know, people need to start taking care of themselves. And that's what that's what the record's all about. You guys always use the same artist for cover work. Or BC did our did our. Oh work. really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. We tossed around some ideas, and uh, you know, he he came back with with something, and we threw something back, and next thing you know, it's you know, he sent us that you know uh, cover idea, and you know, we all gave it a thumbs up and, and went with. I know in a Generation Idiot, you mentioned people texting instead of talking. I was just wondering what your thoughts were on when artists like David Draymond or Corey Taylor called out fans in the audience for texting. Does that bother you when people do that at shows? Um, well, when they're texting, I guess, I mean, it's it's different when it's like a quick little, you know, take a picture, post it real fast. But, I mean, what the fuck are you there for? Right. You know, are you there to stare at your phone like you yeah. do the other 80% of the fucking day? Or are you there to... <laughs> Get away from it for an hour while you enjoy what you just spent all that money to go see. Yeah. It's like, what's the point? Yeah. If you're going to watch the entire show through a little tiny screen on your phone, go home and fucking YouTube it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ruin it for the seven people behind you, you yeah. know, trying to, trying to catch the show. It's in, because the guy, you know, I've been that guy behind the guy, and all you see is their screen. The you entire fucking show. Me off. Yes. The entire show. And, and you know, uh, hate it, hate us for saying it. At this point, I really don't give a shit, yeah. you know, because it's, it's, it's fucking rude. First of all, it's, it's rude. It's like you sitting there talking to somebody and they're sitting on their phone the entire time you're talking to them. Like, hey, bro, psh, up here. Yeah. You know, it's like that kind of situation where people don't realize how much of an anchor cell phones and social media have become in their lives and fucking cut it all loose start living their lives alone yeah I like the idea they've started to do with uh, giving you the the rubber pouches that you have to yeah. lock your phone in before you go in yeah I think that's a perfect idea that's a good idea the, the uh, I've seen a couple of venues starting to jam uh, lenses with infrared really where they shoot a infrared or something that completely disables all the lenses in the room wow that's awesome from, I from front that, of stage yeah, yeah man <laughs> <laughs> it's starting to get crazy. Well, it's because it's 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 out of fucking control. Yeah. It really yeah. is, man. It really is. And you know what? It's not like that over in the UK and in Europe and stuff. People take out their phones and, you know, people post on social media just like anyone else. But when it comes to looking across a sea of people, you know, I, I, I challenge you to walk down the street and stand at the corner and look to the other corner. And if there's 10 people on that block, I guarantee you seven of them will be staring into their phones. <laughs> at least seven of them. There'll be less people not looking at their phone. Yeah. You know, so it's like that's your perception of the world now is that little fucking screen. You have, you have nothing to do with anything else out here. It's like it's, 
Well, you sad. see it in restaurants, people sitting across from each other just looking Just at sitting at the phones yeah. the whole time. Yeah. I mean, like I said, guilty. <laughs> guilty. Guilty. Yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not saying it's not it's not something that I don't catch myself doing, but it's something that I now catch myself mm-hmm. and try not to do it yeah. because I've realized what it's fucking doing in my brain. It's turning me into mush. <laughs> no, it really is, man. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking turning us all into into you know in, into the into a species that has the best and highest level of communication but doesn't use it their fucking mouth and language like we can literally sit and call like you could call me you could call me hey man like like my guitar player could call me hey man check it out I'm, I'm thinking about this riff what, what riff are you thinking about oh it goes John, 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 John. oh man that's pretty cool uh, you know drop it like do it for like 16 bars record it and send it to me alright man cool click how much did that take? Yeah, like maybe a minute and a half. You know how long that would fucking take in a text for me to get that across in a in a text. It'd probably take about thirty to forty five minutes. That's my life that I just gave away to this fucking machine because I because I don't want to talk to people anymore. Is that what it's got to? We don't want to. Like you call somebody, you expect to leave a fucking message, and they answer, and you're like, oh, oh, uh. Oh, uh, yeah, I I didn't expect you to answer. I was yeah, I was gonna leave point. you a message saying sorry I missed you, but uh, I don't know what to say now because we don't ever talk. Yeah. yeah, I hope they don't pick up. I hope they don't pick yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> well, I noticed. Uh, well, I mean, you guys got this really cool looking red vinyl, and then I noticed on your Facebook you post a lot of your vinyl. Is yeah. that something you've been? Into your whole life, yeah. More of a recent thing. Uh, it. I just got back into it recently. My my uh, my drummer actually um, encouraged me to to do it. I I had stopped, um, not stopped listening to music, but I really stopped paying attention to uh, to when music wasn't wasn't. Um, Dare I say so? Digital, you know, created, gridded, you know, sound replacements, auto tune setups, you know, uh, do a dozen takes and I'll put a take together that sounds good kind of situation. You know, before all that happened, when you actually had to be a fucking good band to be a successful band, um, I started going back to those records and, uh, you know, hearing, hearing, uh, you know, hearing records like Thriller from beginning to end and, and, and coming, and coming to like the realization that of the 10 songs that were on that record, there were nine number one hits. Nine songs went to radio and went to number one. So, whether or not you like Michael Jackson or his music, there's something to be learned there. Right. Same thing with with uh, uh, you know records like uh, like Toto, like the Toto record. Um, what's the one with uh, Africa and oh, yeah. Rosanna and all that shit? <laughs> Like hearing the composition that they used to have to figure out in their music 
and the care that they took in their music is is something that that I needed to hear in the the best way that I possibly could. And you know, records records deal with 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 harmonics and subharmonics and tones and midtones that you can't get in the digital world, no matter what you fucking try to do. Um, and and you know, I, I I I always recommend to people to 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 start buying vinyl because you'll you'll really start to hear uh, you know things that you never heard in records before, um, even even if you've heard them over the last thirty years of your your life, you know, yeah. like you know Men at Work or or uh, you know Steely Dan or Steve Miller Band or, or you know Bob Seger or you know Marvin Gaye and Otis Redding and you know Hall and Oates and like people that fucking made some fucking records yeah. and some music. So you know there's 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 a handful of bands that still do that these days. You know uh, name off the top of my head like like your you know like your Circus Revives and your Dredges and your you know your Deftones and your uh, you know these bands that are just dread you know they, they they're going for something new you know they're they're challenging themselves and the music around them to 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 try to figure them out because that's that's what that's what music music used to be all about is is getting something fresh and new and making an interpretation out of it yeah. and everything sounds fucking same these days man yeah so i say go classic go back you can buy a lot of really cheap shit yeah. for like five bucks ten bucks that you will be absolutely blown away yeah yeah, you can come up with a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Have you got a good fan reaction from your guys' vinyl? Oh yeah, it's it's it sells probably more than our CD. Really? Yeah, it's nice. it's it's a uh, it's you know not only is it cool to have, but you know, um, you know, vinyl outsold you know CDs last year. Yeah, yeah. For a reason. You know, it's 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 you know people that really love music are getting back to loving music, and it's good. You know, there's value coming back to music, and it, it's 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 deserved because people fucking put their lives into it, man. It's just not four dudes, you know, hoping that you're gonna buy their record. It's like multiple dozens of families and lives all connected to this one project that are all hoping that their efforts and hard work and sacrifices are gonna, you know, hopefully, uh, not only create a positive reaction but have that positive reaction be rewarded with something you know that continues and survives the project well um talk about you know a lot of bands that came out around the time that y'all did you know fell by the wayside what, what's kept you guys going and you know you guys have been lucky to, to still be here you know hopefully it's our music yeah, we, yeah you know okay. hopefully it's yeah. the music you know and the show I think our, our show speaks for itself and you know, people keep asking us to put out records, so we're going to keep doing it until they fucking say stop. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Well, nine albums in, what's it, 16 years, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about number 10. Yeah, I'm excited to say I got 10 records. Yeah, yeah I bet. Definitely. <laughs> well, um, it, you know, in, in the lyrics are, are, you know, a little bit more introspective than, than most. I mean... Are you always writing? Are you always? Do you have like a notebook and you can just go to it? Or? No, I'm, I'm just. I think I'm finding out who the fuck I am. Okay. Yeah. You know, it took me forty years, but you know, I'm I'm, I'm finally realizing what 
what kind of person I want to be. Mm-hmm. And I know that it takes, it's an everyday thing. Yeah. You know, hopefully I'll, I'll, you know, I don't, you know, I, I don't want to be, you know, I don't just want to be a good person. I want to be a better person you know, for myself, yeah. for my family, for my daughter. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a different ball game. Yeah. Yeah. Always learning, you know, never, yeah. uh, Never be satisfied. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I heard you guys probably like a month ago, might have been right when the album came out on Sirius playing acoustic. Yeah. Um, is that something that do you guys write songs ever acoustic? Or do you um, go back and rearrange it when you do something like that? We normally go back and rearrange. Um, not very many songs get written on acoustic unless they're acoustic songs that we write. Right. Um, those songs tend to tend to have that kind of feel to them yeah and uh that's that's a part of us but that's not our show you know what i mean our show is is high energy and 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 you know uh roller coaster of emotion is is is, you know the the goal and you know when we go to do stuff acoustic like in front lines where we play acoustic in that song and how in in the air tonight there was acoustic guitar in that um songs deem it we play it um when we're going to do something acoustic it's so that way people you know uh are focused in on you know the content the lyrics and you know the 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 uh, proficiency of my players more than anything you know it's the fucking show off time i guess <laughs> you know basically yeah you know it's 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 a time so people can go oh he can't sing for real and he's not just up there screaming his head now. <laughs> Most of the stuff you mentioned earlier, talking about vinyl, isn't near as heavy as what you guys are. So what band was it that got you into the heavier music? Uh, what band got me into heavier music? Um, the, actually, it was, it was just the Fort Lauderdale scene and, and uh, being introduced to some of the guys in the band. Really. You know, it, it was, I, I wasn't a, I wasn't a metal guy or a rock guy at all until I'd say maybe my early 20s um, and then it was like hey do your homework and you know I got a bunch of albums put in my lap and you know I was I was a singer of the band before I was a fan of rock music so it, it was it was it was something that was fun for me yeah it just turned into what it turned into I didn't yeah. fucking plan for this to happen this way uh, it probably, um, probably gave you a, a good take on it a different spin and stuff. I think that's yeah. what separated us a little that's bit great. and it was probably what you know elevated us into the new metal genre because I was a hip hop kid growing up so you know but you know as I you know you fall in love with the instruments and you fall in love with the subgenres and the genres uh, you know the music writing you you realize there's 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 a depth to rock music that you don't always get in in you know hip hop. Yeah. I like I like both sides of the spectrum like equally. Yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> you guys started you know right before the old digital thing kind of took over, mm-hmm. so you've seen all that change. What are your thoughts on streaming stuff like YouTube and Spotify? And everything? Uh, it's it it hurts it hurts the the. You know the the value of music. It's hard. It's harder for bands to survive because you know there there's there's no there's no money in streaming, like zero dollars. 
Like yeah. literally fractions of dollars get sent for millions of spins and streams. And, you know, that's that wasn't the case years ago. So the quality of band was, was a lot higher and, you know, uh, uh, the longevity of a band. You got to be in love with a band for a while before you, you know, they grew up with you mm -hmm. as opposed to <laughs> you, you had a band that you liked when you were 15, but they're no longer around. You know, and then you fell in love with the band until you were 20 and then they're no longer around. And then it's like, it's that as opposed to, you know, I, most of my early loves are still around, yeah. you know, and, and I can name, you know, a handful that keep trying to come back and it's, it's next to near impossible because there's, there's no way to survive yourself. You can't be on the road breaking even and then go home and break even on record sales. It, it, you gotta, you gotta fucking get a job at McDonald's. Or it's, it's tough. Yeah. It's super tough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Well, uh, switching gears a little bit, um, you know, I know you guys did a few Ozfest. Do you have any crazy Ozfest stories or any, any memorable? <laughs> uh, they, 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 they were all really, uh, you know, it's, 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 it was a bit of a little bit more of a summer camp brotherhood kind mm -hmm. of feel in, in the earlier. Ozfest, um, I hope that I heard it's coming back. I hope it comes back. It's, yeah, it was it was it was fun. I hope it, they do multiple cities because mm -hmm. yeah. uh, that's really that's really where uh, where the experience lies is is going from city to city. For even for the fans, you know, knowing that it's coming to town because it was just not everyone has to fly to fucking Dallas, Texas to go see it. <laughs> but uh, um, a lot of good times. Um, I'm, I'm, I'd say one of my greatest memories is I became really good friends uh, with a cat named Chris Abrego, um, who's now a, a television producer out in uh, L.A., but he worked himself from handing out condoms on Ozfest <laughs> uh, to, uh, you know, be an executive producer of The Bachelor. And uh, the kid's a hustler and... and, and, and uh, you know, I say more than anything. I, I I met some really interesting characters that really yeah know how to fucking make something out of their lives. It's yeah, cool. that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys ever hear in the past ten years that Phil Collins heard your guys' version? Uh, fuck if I know. I'm sure he's enjoying the checks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, now with nine albums, and especially on a show like this where you don't have a full headline set time like how do you guys count the set list because you've got so many songs you have to play that fans want to hear um yeah well you know we got our fan favorites and and you know we we're, we like to showcase the new stuff so you know the new new uh new sets got a lot of new songs that's what we're trying to showcase you know we want people to hear the new stuff and, and buy the new stuff so you know it's it's all about showcasing our new our new talent like have you guys ever considered playing albums in their entirety at all yeah we talk about it but uh we always have a new album to 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 push so it's hard to do both right <laughs> yeah well it's funner to play the new stuff yeah it is yeah it definitely. really is do you play yeah i play guitar i can tell <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i think that's it man we appreciate cool. your time thank you man yeah, thank, thank you, you so much. no doubt no doubt yeah. appreciate yeah. it, boys yeah <laughs> thank you for the shirt 
There you go, Elias Soriano of Nonpoint. Thank you very much to him for taking the time out of his evening to do that. Thank you to Katie Irizarry of Freeman Promotions for setting that up. She's helped us many times now. Yes, yes, many thanks to her. She's awesome. Yes, and of course, thanks to Freeman Promotions, and then thanks to Dustin, the Nonpoint Tour Manager. You know, he helped us out there as well. Yeah, he was great. And speaking of, I forgot to mention beforehand, when <laughs> yeah. I walked into the Volbeat Kill Switch show, I was standing there in the lobby, and he walked up to me and said, Hey, Trent, and I'm looking at him like, this guy looks like the tour manager for Nonpoint, yeah. <laughs> but it's not him because that was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and I shook his hand, and I think he could tell I was a little dumbfounded at first, you know, and he's like, yeah, I'm Dustin, you know, Nonpoint. And I was like, oh, I thought that was you, but it, I was like, no, it's not him because... They'd be Surely they're city. gone, right? Yeah. He's like, no, we had the day off. You know, we're going to Memphis Tuesday, so we just figured, why not stay and see this great show? And I was yeah, like, that's awesome. Great point. So it's cool. The whole whole band was out there in the lobby, and I saw a couple people coming up to Rob, the drummer, you know, because he's recognizable. And yeah. I saw Elias come in there later. And, you know, so it's just cool to see a band. You know, I mean, you see it on Instagram or Facebook sometimes, like, hey, our day off, we're going to this, but you usually never see it with your own eyes. So yeah. it's cool to see bands getting out and supporting other bands they like like that yeah that's an added bonus and also i gotta mention uh you know we got to do the interview uh up in the, one of the green rooms uh, upstairs at brady theater and just right. kind of to see you know a venue that's so historic that we've been going to since we were kids it's cool to see kind of the inner workings and you know the behind the scenes part of that place and it's really interesting because it's such an old building yeah and it's always been noted for being haunted yeah and yeah. It was kind of cool. You get up there on that second level, and then there was a, st a, a staircase going to another level yeah, that's that right. most people probably don't know exist, and yeah. it was dark up there, so who knows what's going on up there. Yeah, right. those <laughs> – well, and, you know, I got to tell you, you know, haunted or not, as a big guy, those stairs scared the fuck out of me. Right. I felt like I was the goddamn Winchester mansion. <laughs> this shit was weird. Right. Uh, you the know, old school spiral staircase. Yeah, and even as we were leaving, Elias even said, watch out for the stairs of death. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, those things must have a reputation. Yeah. Yeah, people getting up in that drink, green room having some drinks and yep, exactly. <laughs> trying to get down those stairs. Hashtag fuck weird stairs. <laughs> there you go. I wonder if that exists. It, could... it, it does now. Okay. I'll tell you that much. All right. I'll be sure to add it on the podcast All right. posting. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like I said, thanks to Dustin. And of course, thanks to Elias for, for the time spent. We appreciate it. And hopefully you hear more from Nonpoint on our podcast in the future. Yeah. And check out the Poison Red, like we said. It's available everywhere. They've got it on vinyl, like we talked about, CD, and of course, MP3s. Yeah. Yeah, it's a badass red vinyl. You got to check it out. Yeah. And another thing I wanted to mention, I didn't mention earlier, is like, you know, his voice is so unique that it's really recognizable. And I thought it was cool that I'd, I'd never heard that until he mentioned it here, that he wasn't. You know, he wasn't ever into heavy music until mm -hmm. he joined Nonpoint, yeah. and it's just like, here you go. And you can hear that in his voice, that it's got more, he could go other ways with it, you know? Sure, yeah. He could go the way of the the soul stuff or the, you know, the more straight-ahead, you know, rock stuff. Yeah. Or anything like that, and it, and exactly. it would work perfect, you know? So, very cool. Yeah, 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 for sure. Well, if this is your first time listening to us, we appreciate it. We're at thethunderunderground.com. We're on Facebook at backslash thethunderunderground. Same thing on YouTube and Instagram. We're also on Twitter, T-H-N-D-R-U-N-D-R ground. 
and we're on Periscope, and then this is soundcloud.com backslash thunder-underground. We've had on guys from Drowning Pool and Soil, Crowbar, Act of Defiance, which was Chris Broderick, who's also been in Megadeth. Yeah. We've had on guys from Warrant, Europe, Bullet Boys, Trickster, if you like the glam or the 80s rock. Yeah, Overkill, Murder yeah. FM, uh, The Obsessed, you know, Spirit Caravan. Uh, Battle Cross, Battle Insight. Cross, Insight. You know, we, we we've had a lot of local guys like you know Driver and uh, you know Chad Malone from Senior Fellows. Uh, like we said before, screaming your screaming Red Mutiny, who uh, you know I just looked up. Um, their new bass player is a guy named Nick Mina. So welcome okay. to the fold. Nice. Maybe we will talk to him soon. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, we anyways we've got all kinds of stuff. Uh, so many episodes. Go back and listen. Yeah, there's 82 other ones you can check out. We got some we just talked about. The last one was just us talking about some concerts we went to, like yeah. Guns N' Roses and Through the Stone, and some new releases from the Dead Daisies and Jackal, which you need to check out. Of course. And then, of course, all these ones with, with interviews, and we've got stuff coming up here next week, so be on the lookout. Of course. All right, well, you got anything else? I think that does it. All right, until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all. Thunder Underground, y'all.